0: Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to The Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by a commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now today we have another episode in our innovation series, this time speaking to the fabulous Vanessa Lovey, the managing director of BSale.com. Now, B-Sale, if you're not already aware, is one of Australia's leading sites for business sales news and information. For over 20 years, they've been in the business of connecting buyers and sellers. And given Vanessa and her team have worked for these two decades with thousands of buyers and sellers of businesses and business brokers, I really wanted to get her onto the podcast to drill into things that I think are very relevant to... To the progression and change within the industry over time and the trends that are coming up into the future. So, in this discussion, Vanessa and I chat about the main ways that b get inquiries. We talk about their journey in the business sale industry space and their current innovation projects and opportunities for innovation that exist in the business sale and acquisition industry which of course is one of my favorite topics in ovation. Um, And Vanessa also shares her take on the current market condition for business sales. So this has a lot in it. Without further ado, here's our very insightful discussion with Vanessa. Vanessa, it is so fabulous to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming along today. Thank
1: you, Joe. It's so lovely to be here. I'm
0: excited. I am excited too. <laughs> I'm always excited, but I am very excited to talk about these topics because when we get talking, boy, oh boy, do we get talking, yes. Um. you know, and uh, I think we both share a real passion and love for this industry, you know, and and I guess sort of sitting uh, on it, you know, from the perspective of service providers into the industry, you know, uh, obviously we've always got loads to talk about. Um. So I, I barely even know where to start with all of this. But what, what I'd like to do actually, is just for you to give maybe just a one or two minute quick snapshot of your history in the industry, because I think this is one of the things many people don't um, fully understand just how long you've been in this industry for, you know, and, and how much you've seen in the industry. So just really quick snapshot.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So obviously, so besale.com.au is the website that we own. It's a business and franchise for sale website. And we started back in 2000. So we've been here nearly 23 years this year. Uh, Basically, our site, it hosts businesses and franchises for sale that has been listed by brokers, business owners, franchise groups, franchisees. Um, So basically, over the last 23 years, we've seen a lot of things happen. Um, We've seen a lot of sites come and go, but we're still here and we're still, you know, we're here for
0: it. Love it. Yes. Well, and and some interesting years we have had in the very recent past um, mm-hmm. indeed. And we might get to some of that in a moment in terms of, you know, I guess the, the opportunities right now, how the market's faring, but, but let's start back, I guess, at the basics. So when a small business owner is thinking about selling a business, what are the main ways that they can get inquiries? How do they find buyers? Mm -hmm.
1: So I guess when a business owner gets to that point that they're ready to sell, um, obviously they need to prepare that business for sale. A better prepared business is obviously going to obtain a better sale price. When they're going through that process, they also need to come up with a strategy about how they're going to sell that business. There's obviously a few different ways to go about it. They can approach a competitor. Uh, They may get a better sale price going to a competitor, especially if they can realize the potential and the time that it takes to market, to gain that market share, to obtain the clients that you have within your business. Um, You can also sell within your own circle. So you can sell to your customers, you can sell to your team members, you can sell to colleagues, you can sell to allied businesses. Um, And then the third business is to go to open market, which is to place it on websites like Besale.com.au, and to send it out to buyers databases. At the moment, I'd say there's five to six major business for sale websites that you can place your listing on. So whether you're selling your business privately or going with a business broker, it's very important to get it onto these six major sites because that's where the buyers are.
0: Fascinating. Okay. And and you know, get it onto all the sites. I'm yeah. I'm hearing
1: your 100%. suggestion being
0: yeah. there. Okay. Yeah.
1: Our space is very different to real estate. I think if you look at the real estate sector, realestate.com and domain, they pretty much dominate the real estate sector. So if you're on those two websites, you're going to get a lot of the inquiries. But with business sales, it's very different. The people who are looking to buy businesses are different. The the price points are different different. There's everything from fifty thousand to you know, 15 million. There's so many different price points and the person looking to buy the business is very different. Um, So, when you go to sell a business, that's why there's so many major, there's like five to six major websites because all of these websites cater to different people, different industries, different sectors, um, which is why it's important to be on
0: all those five to six sites. Great point. Great point. And I know you have... um, But you say Market Insights, what's that all about?
1: (laughs) Uh, So the Market Insights gives you an idea of the, I guess, the average price that businesses are listed for sale, either based on category. So there's cafes, restaurants, uh, building and construction, um, also based on capital cities. So you can look at Sydney, Melbourne, also go to the States, New South Wales, et cetera. Uh, They gave you an idea, I guess, of what is currently on the market um, and what you could, I guess, Potentially list your business for sale for. Um, What's kind of interesting though in the business for sale sector is there's so much confidentiality. So while you can look at these starter and be like, okay, cafes, you know, we take a look at cafes for instance. There's three thousand cafes for sale. It's got nearly a billion dollars worth of value in the marketplace, and the average price is nearly three hundred thousand. So it gives you a guide, you know, of what cafes are selling for, what's out there, average price. Um, But there's also a lot of confidentiality in this space. So when people list a business for sale, we in the back end can see what it's listed for because we need to, you know, organize our listings. Um, But that necessarily isn't, you know, a clear indication because maybe this cafe has been listed a few different times. Maybe they listed it privately. Maybe they listed it with a broker. Maybe a particular broker has gone and listed it a couple of times because they don't have to put up the address. They don't have to say it's on, you know, one George Street, Sydney There is that level of confidentiality, which means that data is never, ever going to be 100% accurate with business sales, which, Mm. you know, we'll tap into appraisals later. But that's what kind of makes it difficult to get clear indications of the data is that there is so much confidentiality.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, just listening to you, I can hear how much data um, you must be processing there. There's a lot of data there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, and data is key, isn't it? So yeah, anyway, I sad. feel like there's another six podcasts in that one.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we love to talk. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it. And look, a lot of what we're talking about today, you know, relates to innovation. And, you know, I'm, I'm a, I love innovation. Innovation is one of the core values here at Aspect Legal. Um, constantly looking at ways that we can innovate the way we provide our services, but also business. I find the business sale and acquisition market is a market that is so ripe for innovation. You must have seen a heap. Of change over the last two decades and, and a lot of opportunities. So, if we start with sort of the change, what what I guess does two decades in the business industry look like from your eyes, from your perspective?
1: Yeah, 100%. So, back when we started uh, back in 2000, newspaper was king um, where we live. So, we're on the central coast, which is about two hours north of Sydney. Uh, where we live there, we had a local newspaper, we had a city newspaper, and that was basically the only way to really advertise businesses for sale or to try and buy a business. Um, back then, business broking wasn't big either. So real estate agents were the main point of contact for somebody wanting to buy and sell a business. And there just wasn't enough, you know, exposure. So back then, my mum actually went and started B-Sale. She learned front page, she built it from scratch, um, and that was when dial-up was happening. So you'd be sitting there waiting for the dial-up to happen, and you know, that's kind of when B-Sale was launched. And then over the years, um, at that point, uh, realestate.com was building and it was getting bigger. It had a business arm called Real Businesses. And it was kind of, you know, it was the king in this space at that time. In about 2014, Re- uh, Real Business decided to close its doors and it just went to focus on realestate.com and Real Commercial. So they kind of left our space. Um, when they left this space, it opened up the doors for more business for sale websites to come and more to be launched, uh, which, you know, Competition is great. There's nothing wrong with that. So more, you know, business for sale websites came into this space. And then today I'd say, as I mentioned before, there's about five to six major sites that have the traffic. Um, And these five to six major sites, you can find them easily if you just, you know, Google business for sale Sydney, business for sale Melbourne, you know, you will see who's on the front page. And these are the sites that you need to be on as a buyer and seller. Obviously over that time as well, what's happened is there's a lot more business brokers. There's been a lot more education in this space, a lot more understanding about what makes a business broker different to a real estate agent, even though the licensing in most states is the same. Like you have Mm. to be licensed as a real estate agent, and then they add on some business broking as well. And that's kind of how the licensing is working. There's still a lot of difference in a business broker's skill set and what they bring to the table and how they understand business. Um, So I think in the last you know, especially the last, you know, five years, there's been a lot more education around what a business broker does, what they bring to the table and, you know, why a business owner should be approaching them.
0: Mm, mm. Fascinating. Actually, we had, um, we had a podcast just recently with um, Max and Mike talking about, um, you know, I think they were talking about like, five, six decades in the industry. Just fascinating, yeah. Yeah, you know, 100%. to hear how the industry and and how brokers as a whole um, have, you know, their role has changed and, and you know, the, the understanding of the market, of the complexity of business sales has changed mm-hmm. as well because it is a complex environment. The funny thing is even, you know, really small business sales can often be quite complex Um, Mm. and, you know, sellers, buyers perhaps just don't really understand that until they get started down the path.
1: Yeah. And I think it's great as well what the AIBB is doing. Um, they're, They're focusing a lot more on education these days. And there's a lot more if a business broker joins the AIBB that they go through that onboarding process, whether they've been a broker for, you know, 10 years or 10 days, they all have to go through that initial you know, onboarding process, which helps with the professionalism of business broking. It helps, you know, solidify that profession and helps, yeah. you know, make sure they're all kind of on the same page in terms of how to actually go through the process and how to assist clients, which is yeah. it's great to see. It's really good to see.
0: Yeah, it is. It is, absolutely. And actually, it's funny that you talk about going through the process and going through the systems because it, it's a funny thing. It's also the case from a legal perspective in, in working business sales that that there is very little defined, clear, defined processes that are in place to train lawyers as a whole, which I find fascinating. You know, we've created some really detailed processes internally But this is something that's not been available in the market prior to now. Mm. It's just like, it's a fascinating industry, complex deals, but not this clear strategy, um, you know, and process from so many elements um, of, of, you know, the process. Mm. And I think that's so
1: interesting because if you look at business sales as well, like they're not all just in capital cities. You know, we have businesses that sell out in country towns, in small towns, in, if you think about your, you know, your country pub. It can be selling for, you know, especially if it includes a commercial aspect, it can be a million-dollar sale plus. And, you know, solicitors in that area are maybe not equipped to deal with that kind of sale, Um, which is why I think it's so important. It's why we continually advocate that if people are buying or selling a business, they have to go to a commercial lawyer because there's just that that understanding that, you know, a general, you know, solicitor or conveyancer just doesn't understand or they've got to miss something and you don't want them to miss something when you're talking about such a big asset.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, of course, <laughs> I completely <Yeah>. agree. <laughs> uh, so on that concept of innovation then, I'm interested to hear what you're doing um, at the moment that's innovative. You know, I see you a bit of an innovative thought leader in the area <laughs> and, and I'd love to talk about what some of yeah. those things are that you're doing at the moment. So, hit us with it. What okay. what What's your processes yeah. that you're looking at? So, I'm always full
1: of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those. It's got to be that business owner mindset, right? That entrepreneurial, <laughs> always thinking of ideas, always thinking of things. Um, and I think for us, so if you have a look at, let's say, the listings on sale, a lot of the listings, if you look at those market insights, a lot of them are in the sub 500000 And like we said before, there's not always the access to the right solicitors that know how to deal with that transaction. So one of the innovations we want to look at is kind of streamlining that process to help people who are selling a business, let's say sub 500000 how to go through that whole process of, you know, uh, confidentiality agreements, term sheets, contract of sale, because that's what gets the business sold. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. there's a negotiation. Yes, there's finding the buyer. But without this legal work, the business doesn't get sold, and that's also when the deal can fall through. Is when they're going mm. through that due diligence, when they're going through that process. Um, so, in terms of sellers, we want to help sellers in that space um, so that they can. It's a it's a clearer process than what's currently available. Um, there's also, if we go I'll look at the buyer's side as well, there's a lot more work that can be done with buyers. Um, buyers, it's really interesting because if a buyer isn't ready to buy, the sale's going to fall through. If they don't yeah. have their finances in order, if they don't understand the process. Um, I think a lot of the time buyers, it depends on the buyer, right? Like they can be buying their first business. They could have been a business owner, sold, rebuying. They could be, you know, a company looking at mergers and acquisitions. It depends on their, you know, level of understanding. But I think, especially this time of year with New Year's resolutions, people are out there looking, you know, to buy a job, to change their careers. We get the highest traffic in January just because of New Year's resolutions, whether these are the real buyers and whether they actually buy a business or they're just dreaming of a different life, you know, it's those people that need that help and need that education. Because if buyers aren't actually fully committed and they're just daydreamers, you know, we call them tire kickers, then it wastes so many people's time. So there's also a lot of innovation to be done to take care of buyers, to help buyers understand how much money they can actually access, you know, what type of business is right for them. Like if they've they've never made a coffee in their life, is it why are they looking at a cafe for sale? You know, you might want to think it's a great idea to go and buy a cafe in a country town, but if you've never worked a day in a cafe, maybe try that first. You know what I mean? Like there's mm. <laughs> there's a lot of work there to do with buyers as well in terms of innovation. Mm. And then I think the other innovation is just it's around education. There's still so much education to be done, um, especially like if we go back to the sellers again, When they're selling a business, the first thing they want to know is what can I get for my business? That's always the first point. Um, The first point should be how do I prepare my business for sale because, you know, preparation can take 3 months, 6 months, 12 months, depending on the size of the business, you know, the issues, how to actually take that owner out of the business, how to, you know, if you're running a bakery and you're in the bakery 60 hours a week, you know, you're limiting who your buyers can be. Like your Mm. buyers basically have to be another baker unless you can find a way to move yourself out of the business. Put somebody else in as the head baker, and you know, then you can maybe open it up to investors. You can open it up to other buyers. You can, you know, you've got to strategically think about your business and how you're going to sell this asset that you have. Um, so there's that whole preparation work around it, and then obviously you want to know what you're going to get for it. And the interesting thing with appraisals is, let's say you want to go with a business broker, there is this issue in the industry that. If you'd go and approach a business broker, I guarantee in that conversation somewhere, the broker says to you, what do you want to get for this business? And I'd say 9 out of 10 business owners have a number in their head. They'd be like, oh, I want to retire. I want to go buy a you know, Land Cruiser. I want to get a caravan. You know, I yeah. want to go around Australia. Oh, I need 300000 or I need 500000 or whatever it is. Um, and at some point, that'll come up in the conversation. So then when a business broker will go to do the appraisal, it'll somehow come back around about that figure because they want the listing. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time, the business owner's idea of what their business is worth is often inflated. They often... Mm There's that emotional attachment you know oh, i had to deal with those difficult clients i had to source this product all oh, the work i did the sleepless nights like business owners we all understand it like it's hard work and we feel like we want to get paid for that hard work um but unless the figures are there the business is not going to sell for that value right um so there's issues around appraisals and how we can make that appraisal process better and how it can be more like instead of just the broker trying to get the listing and then later on dealing with the pricing issues how can we get better appraisals because the issue is, like I said before, is confidentiality. A lot of businesses for sale, either you don't really know the real price they're selling for, you don't know the real price they sold for. You don't even really know where that cafe is because it was never said exactly where it was when it was put on, onto market. There's so much confidentiality. So getting comparables is difficult. Getting sold data is difficult. Um, the AIBB is doing a good job in trying to get that sold data, but it's not as easy as real estate. You can't just go look at what the four-bedroom you know, house up the road sold for, it's not that easy. So there's this, you know, inherent problem with appraisals that I think, you know, it just needs work. It's one of these, it needs looking at.
0: And what, sort of what are your ideas for how that can be changed? Obviously, you mm-hmm. you know, I totally agree it's a problem. Hard one to solve though. though. Yeah. What, what are some of yeah. your ideas?
1: It's a hard one to solve because it's always been there and I think it'll always be there because of the confidentiality issue. Um, I have ideas about how we could address it, and it's one of these business brokers all need to work together, because I think what happens is <clears throat> to get the listings, business brokers work against each other. So they're like they'll tell a business owner, our business is worth, you know, five hundred thousand to get the listing. The broker up the road is like, I can definitely four hundred max. And as a business owner, you're like, well, if he's saying five hundred, that's better. So business owners are also kind of, you know, they're going to go for the highest value. Then it maybe goes on the market for six months, and then they're like, oh no, we're going to drop it to four hundred. The original mm. broker is like. I told you that from the start, but you you know you you didn't want to hear my advice. So it's a really mm. interesting thing to face. Like real estate agents argue it better because they've got comparables. Business sales, mm. it's very hard to get comparables. So okay, I have ideas on how we can address it, and I think this year we'll probably come out with some of those ideas. Um,
0: but it's Coming interesting Coming back to one. that data point, isn't yeah. it? Coming back to the data point here. It's all about okay. those numbers, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's get on to having a quick chat about the market then. How do you think the market is faring at the moment? Um, well, it's the start of the year.
1: <laughs> and the start of the year is always that excitement, right? It's always like, what are we going to do this year? What are we going to achieve? How are we going to, you know, what's going to make a difference to us this year? Um, so obviously, traffic's high at the moment with buyers looking,
0: yeah. And, and on that, because you mentioned that before that, you you know, that, that this is the trend for the highest January being the highest month of buyer activity. Yeah, Can you see in your figures, the types of businesses that are getting that activity? So is it the buyer job market or is it the, you know, yeah. a, a, a bigger size business market, you know, can, 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 is it all of them yeah. or, or is it only one of the segments?
1: Yeah. So this is the interesting thing. We can see it, but when you look at businesses for sale, there's, it's so skewed. Like mm-hmm. if you look at the hospitality industry, cafes, takeaways, restaurants, they account, they have, you know, restaurants, I'll just quickly look at the data. Restaurants have, there's 2,500 listings, 3,000 takeaways, 3,000 cafes and coffee shops. They're even, if you try to compare, you're kind of trying to compare like apples with, I don't know, cheesecake, (laughs) like you can't compare it because even if there's (laughs) increased interest, right, in the building and construction, there's always got to be more people looking at cafes just because of the sheer number of cafes available, if that makes sense. So it's very, very, you know, hard to compare. If you've got four-bedroom houses, a lot of four-bedroom houses, but you know what I mean? Like trying to compare different industries when there's different numbers for sale. Like there's a lot more hospitality and a lot less building and construction or a lot less cleaning or a lot less it's it's very hard to compare..
0: Mm, mm, mm. I guess it'd be interesting to see you know whether or not that buyer inquiry per industry type changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seasonally, you know, as yeah, it well, it would be interesting. Um, yeah. anyway, there's some data points yeah. as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's another data to look at. I know, I know,
0: I know. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, January is the hottest time for bioactivity. Yeah. Um, looks like across the board, um, without getting granular, um, in the data, which you know might be available at some point yeah. soon. <laughs> um, uh, and and um, and, and what else? What else are you seeing?
1: Um, I think what's what's really interesting, I guess, if you talk about the market as a whole, um, it's interesting to see. There's a if you look at let's say business broking, there's some big movements happening with business broking. They're doing very good jobs at, I guess, increasing education, um, trying to educate business owners. There's a lot of podcasts coming, a lot of YouTube channels, a lot of you know ebooks and things coming out with people. You know, business brokers trying to share their expertise, um, which is a great thing, because I think the more that that can be shared, the more that, you know, business owners can make better decisions. Yeah. Um, And I think this year will be a good year. I think we finally during I think COVID spurred on a lot of this education because people are like, oh, it's everyone's going online. There's so much more online tech. There's so much more to be done. Um, so this year, I think it's going to be a very good year for business sales. There's also a lot of talk around, um, because obviously interest rates are going up, there's inflation. It means that you can also, the when investors are looking, they can start making more money out of buying a business than either you know going into real estate. And everyone's talking about real estate plateauing now or real estate's going down. So investors yeah. are looking at other ways and business is one of those key ways because business you know it's can still it's still doing well it doesn't necessarily get affected it depends on the industry right like it depends mm. like during covid some businesses flew like if you did yeah. ppes if you were in that space business flew zoom flew like there was businesses that flew and then businesses that struggled so it's the same it's the same now right like inflation might be going inflation might be an issue interest rates might be rising but there's still businesses doing very well yeah yeah so investors are looking at buying businesses and this year yeah. will be a good year for investors to be looking at business
0: we're certainly seeing a really buoyant market right now. Um, we are seeing a lot at the moment, a lot of activity going on. Um, and I, you know, I was actually I'm the world's most eternal optimist, but I was getting a bit worried <laughs> there last year for a while. I was thinking, oh, you know, yeah. like it. this is I'm getting a bit annoyed with this. Um, you know, the the event after event COVID and then wars and, you know, yeah, now inflation and you name it, yeah. um, issues, getting access to finance for businesses, yeah. those sorts of things. But, uh, and, and, you know, so I was just like, oh, I'll be interesting to watch the space. My early um, indications on the year are, Actually, think it's looking really buoyant, and yeah. um, fingers crossed it um, it continues. We all cross our fingers on that one. And yeah. um, wonderful. yeah, sorry, I interrupted
1: you. No, I was just going to say that's why. Also, I think it's so important when I was talking before about innovation on the buyer's side because buyers need to be aware of what they can actually borrow. Like a lot of Absolutely. businesses, they need finance. Like, there's no yeah. point going through due diligence and looking at a business unless you're certain. Or at least certain to an extent about how much finance you can borrow because it's all still got to be based on your personal circumstances. Yes, it's based on the business you're buying, but a lot of the time it's based on whether you've got equity in your home, whether you've got, you know, enough money in the bank, how you're going to actually finance to buy that business. And yes, there's earnout periods. Yes, there's you know other options, but and also like your experience. Like if you've got 20 years experience in food production, you're pretty well probably set to buy a food production business. But maybe you're not set to buy a building company. Like, but as a buyer, you need to have an understanding. How much money do I actually have? Why am I looking at a million dollar business when I cannot get access to that kind of finance? Yeah. So I think that's also an important point that that's also what can help, you know, this market is the buyer's understanding. What they're actually capable of buying.
0: Oh, I hundred percent agree. You know, we've had towards the end of last year, we had a number of deals that fell over just because of finance. You know, it's yeah. boy, it's just a huge waste of everyone's time, effort, um, yeah. time and effort, and you you know, it's very painful. It's very painful for sellers. It's very painful for buyers. It's painful for everyone. So you know, it it's an issue that needs to be solved. Um, yeah. And 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 you know, I, I think it's problematic because some of these businesses, great businesses, would have worked really well with the buyers who are on them, but just had issues accessing finance. So yeah, so I just gotta say one other important point on that I think as well is when somebody's selling a business,
1: they they need to be prepared for the long process. I feel like a lot of sellers don't understand how long it takes. Like by the time you've prepared your business for sale, it goes to market. It can be six months, nine months, twelve months until you've got a buyer and you've actually got the sale and as a business owner you need some really gumption to get through those months like if sales start to drop off like if you step if you've put a manager in place and you've stepped out of the business and your sales start to drop guess what's going to happen the buyer is not going to want to pay the price that they originally wanted to pay so i think sell, as well sellers need to be ready and be like okay this is going to be a hard year like it's like just set your mindset if it's going to be a hard year to market it to find the buyers go through due diligence get over the line because if you let it dwindle off in those months because a lot of you know, business owners, it's natural. You get burnt out. You get sick of it. You don't want to serve another customer. You don't want to deal with your team. Like you just get tired and you get this burnout. But owners have to be careful not to let that happen. And yeah. owners have to be ready for that whole year. Like just mindset of a year slog. If you sell it quick, great. Like it's a bit of a holiday, right?
0: <laughs> but if, if not,
1: you've got to be ready for that year. And I think that's a big point as well. Because like you said, your deals fell over because of finance. Then what's going to happen? The buy, the seller is still having to sit on the market. They're going to have to go back to market. They have to it. keep running that business. It's not like a house. You have a four-bedroom house
0: and you don't sell it, you just left it sitting there. But if you don't yeah. sell your business, your business has to keep running. Yeah, look, totally, totally agree. Um, Deal fatigue is there, and it is real, but um, also fatigue in the business. You need to keep it running and strong um, so that if plan A doesn't work out, you've still got a real strength for plan B. C and D, sometimes needed. I say have lots of plans. (laughs) Um, Okay. All right. Well, look, huge thank you, Vanessa, for coming on to the show today. Um, Just why don't you give us just a really quick download of what B-Sale is and how our listeners can get in contact with you. Um,
1: so basically, b is a business for sale website. Um, our clients are business brokers, owners, franchise groups. Uh, they come and advertise on B-Sale. Uh, but we're very much as well into this education space these days. Um, so if you're owning a business and you're thinking about exiting or buying or selling or basically anything in that transactional period, we're all here for it. We have a bi monthly magazine that comes out by business brokers. There's professional advice in there. Our hub is full of advice. Um, so we're very much about education in this space and then also obviously connecting buyers with sellers. Love it. Okay. And how can they contact you? How can our listeners um, get in contact? Just go to besale.com.au uh, <laughs> or
0: <laughs> reach out on any of our socials or LinkedIn and yeah, our team will be there. Excellent. Okay, wonderful. Um, we will obviously link through to that in our um show notes. So if you are running along the beach off your luck right now or on your commute into work, don't worry. The traffic, I'm sure, will clear soon. Um, but we also have uh, links in our notes, so you can go when you are ready. Go and click through um, and make contact with Vanessa and be self. Vanessa, I just want to say a huge thank you for coming <laughs> on to the you. show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Joe. Well, that's it for this episode of The Deal Room Podcast. We hope you're now primed for your next deal with these pointers and have enjoyed these fascinating insights. Now, if you'd like more information about this topic, then head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com. where you'll be able to download a transcript of this episode as well as access any contact details and any other additional information we referred to in today's podcast. Now, if you'd like to get in contact with our guests today and the services they offer, you can go ahead and check out our show notes for a link right through to them and their details. You can also book in directly with our Legal Eagles at Aspect Legal if you'd like to soundboard your next steps, discuss a legal question, or find out more how we can assist, whether that's with buying or selling a business, or perhaps somewhere in between. Now, don't forget to subscribe to The Deal Room Podcast on your favorite podcast player to get notifications whenever a new episode is out. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so please leave us a review and rating if you're already one of our subscribers, or even if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time. Every review helps our team produce valuable content for you. Well, thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. I am so very excited to announce that I've hit a non podcast related milestone and released a book. You might wonder why. Simple. I wanted to help business owners understand the mechanics of deal making and the interaction between three critical phases of business acquisition, growth, and exit. And so I am very happy to announce. Buy, Grow, Exit, a guidebook for business owners and their advisors on how to buy, grow, and guess what? Exit in a way that maximizes value and avoids landmines along the way. The book is available now, so just head over to buy, grow, exit.com dot com dot au to get your copy and to access a whole heap of free resources that will really help you on your journey of acquisition growth and exit in your business or in working with your clients also check out our show notes where we will link straight through to that page Ladies ladies and gentlemen